0: Guess who's back, back again? It's Joe Flacco, tell your friends. Was Zach Wilson out for up to a month, potentially, the Jets traded with the Eagles for their backup QB from last season. Will Flacco start with Wilson out? Will things get spookier for the Jets at MetLife Sunday against the 5-2 Bengals on Halloween after the Patriots haunted them at Foxborough. Our guest on this episode will surely have things to say about that debacle and this frustrating Jets season as he used to do it all the time. It's former WFAN host and rabid Jets fan, bro. It's Joe Beningo. Get ready because it's time for a, Oh The Pain edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. You play. Welcome back to the Gangs All Here podcast. It's our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown and Brian Costello here. Follow us both on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and at Brian Coz. Post Sports Plus. Go get your subscription free 30 day trial. Now joining us for an extensive and extended interview where he will also sing. You cannot miss this one in a few minutes. We'll chat with Joe B, Joe from Saddle River, Joe Beningo, former WFAN host and now host of the Oh the Pain podcast, is going to join Kaz and I in a bit for, you know, we talk Jets, we talk Mets, we talk about his singing, he does sing. There's a lot that we address, so stay tuned for that in a few minutes. But Kaz, you know, speaking of old friends, the Jets brought an old friend back. They decided to not bring him back in free agency, so they said, oh, let's trade a draft pick and get him once Zach Wilson gets hurt. Joe Flacco's back for a six, could turn into a fifth depending on playing time. You had to make a move. You get a quarterback. He was here last year. I know it's different coaches, but a familiar face, it made a lot of sense, although you kind of wish you just signed him in free agency and didn't have to get a draft pick to get him.
1: Yeah, well, here's here's what happened, Jake. The Jets had interest in Joe Flacco in the offseason. I thought he played pretty well in the last two games he played last year against New England and the Chargers. So they had interest, but there was two factors. One, I think Joe Flacco wanted to go somewhere where he thought he had a chance to play, and that was not going to be with the Jets. They knew what they were doing. You know, at that time, it was between Sam or pay- taking a quarterback at number two. He wasn't going to play in either of those situations. I think he looked at Philadelphia, saw Jalen Hurts kind of didn't have a firm grip on the job and said, OK, I can go there there and it, it hurts stinks for the first four games maybe I become the starter there the other factor and I think this is the more important factor and it always is Jake was money the Eagles gave him two and a half million dollar signing bonus and then a million dollar salary the Jets were never going to do that for a backup quarterback that was not what they had budgeted for a backup quarterback so now they're getting him for six hundred thousand dollars uh, for the rest of the season, because the Eagles paid the signing bonus, they paid half the salary already, are uh, close to half, and so you know he's a little bit more of a bargain at six hundred thousand dollars. Now, yes, they did give up a 6 round draft pick, but they have nine more picks next year. You know that's part of why you acquire all those picks is to make maneuvers like this. They felt they needed to upgrade at the backup position with Zach Down. Now, you know they clearly don't trust Josh Johnson. I think you, you know what you are going to get is Mike White starting and Joe Flacco backing him up, and then if White stumbles, then you. you You can see Flacco in the maybe the indie game or the Buffalo game. I think the Jets don't think this is going to go with Zach beyond Buffalo game. I think there's some hope that it might only be two games. You know, that's that's their thinking behind
0: this. If White is terrible and the Bengals have been very good, their defense has been good, they're in first place. They are one of the surprising stories of the NFL, although some people thought they would improve with Joe Burrow healthy, but they have been very good. If White has just got off on the first half, the Jets get shut out. Can you see Flacco here on short notice in his first week with the team? coming into the second half if, if say you know say it's they're within striking distance but white is terrible
1: man that'd be tough jake i think if he's terrible they're not gonna be within striking distance to the pangles i'll say that but he knows this offense a little bit uh gary kubiak was in baltimore for 2014 so he played under it then he played under it in denver had ran a version of it when he was there so he knows the offense a little bit but I mean, I think it's going to take some time for him to fully get up to speed with his offense.
0: All right, so it is the Mike White show. So what are we looking at here? We got a two- to four-week timeline of Zach. He's out for the Bengals game. He's out for the Colts game. We think, what, he'll likely be out for that Bills game at MedLife? I think 50-50
1: right now, Buffalo. Yeah, I think that's the one they're kind of – because if they knew he was going to be out for Buffalo, Jake, they'd put him on IR right now because then he'd miss three games. They wouldn't have to keep a roster spot open. So if they do that like this week, if they move him to IR, then he's out for three games. Then they came to that conclusion. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to wait and see and, and try to get him back for Buffalo. I don't think they believe it will last longer than Buffalo, though. Like That, that to me, is, I think, they think it's probably a three-week injury.
0: So before you have your Thanksgiving turkey and all your Thanksgiving food, that's Sunday against the Dolphins, there's a chance he should be back. I'd probably play it safe here instead of a three. You're already, you know, you're out of it. Season, it's the season not over, but... I mean, it's pretty much done. I would let him uh, rest that knee as much as he can here for that Miami game. All right, Jets, Bengals, cause uh, Things are going to get a little bit spooky here on Halloween. God bless you if you're, if you're paying decent money to go to this game. I had someone, you know, is offering free tickets, and she's having trouble giving them away <laughs> at this point. She's like, D- do I want to see a 36-year-old quarterback or a guy who took snaps for the first time last week against the Bengals team? The Bengals... Nine and a half point favorites at Matt Live Stadium. So Basically, it's 12 and a half if this was in Cincinnati. Vegas is saying the Jets are going to get housed. They're going to get crushed. What does Kaz say?
1: Jake, I'd love to come on here and say the Jets are going to pull off an upset that this is going to be, you know, one of those wacky NFL Sundays that you don't see coming. And, you know, the Bengals have not been a good team in a long time. Now, this is going to be a new territory for them, being the favorite team going in there and supposed to take care of business against a lesser team. Maybe they stumble. Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Maybe Mike White comes out and lights the world on fire. Wouldn't that be very Jetsian if he came out and just had a great game? I would love it. I'd love to make that prediction, Jake, but I can't. So I'm going to go Bengals 35, Jets 17.
0: 17. Hey, that's that's generous for Mike (laughs) White in his first career. I think he's going to be
1: better than you think. Like I think I think Mike White will play better than people think. I do. He's competent. Like it's not. This isn't Luke Falk in 2019. Like Luke Falk didn't have a chance. Mike White has a chance. So we'll
0: see. Luke Falk. I'm, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> the name Luke Falk. Oh, my. Nick Folk and Luke Falk. Something about those uh, folklores and folk lores, uh that uh, have me doomed. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be close. Again, I like the Titans game shocked us. I'd love for them to shock us. I mean, the Bengals, I guess you could say, are due for a surprising loss. They might come in and, and take the Jets so easy. Oh, we're facing Mike White. We got this, but I just don't think they have enough firepower. I'll say something like, uh, let me see, 31 to 13. I'll say the Jets score 13, 31-13 Jets lose. A guy who loves to talk about the Jets losing. Oh, the pain. We talk with former WFN personality, podcast host now, and diehard Jets fan Joe Beningo. will join Gangs All Here next. All right, joining us now on Gangs All Here podcast, Jake Brown, Brian Costello, Joe from Saddle River, New Jersey. Joe Beningo, former WFAN host for all those years, recently retired, but has now entered our world, the podcast game where he fittingly hosts, the name is perfect, Oh, The Pain, where he rants and raves about the Jets Things you probably couldn't get away with saying on the radio that you can say in a podcast. Joe, welcome back to the show. How are you?
2: Well, thanks, guys. Jake, Brian, good talking to you. Uh, no, I don't do any swearing. I don't. I don't do that. I, there's plenty I do watching the games, but I don't, <laughs> you know, there's no there's no need to go into that direction. And and obviously, there's plenty to be aggravated about with this just absolutely disgraceful franchise. And the wonderful owner, he had no problem with the Patriots sticking on it up their rear end and embarrassing the hell out of them last week. Nah, nah. At all. Ah, don't worry, we we love Douglas, we love Sal. They're doing a great job.
1: <laughs> yeah, once I saw that Woody Johnson uh, quote yesterday from the owners' meetings, I, I thought of you, Joe. I was like, oh, that's that's not going to go over well after fifty fifty four to thirteen.
2: How does this owner is it? How is he not livid? You know, let me say this about John Mara. If this was the Giants and this was John Mara and his team had just done what the Jets had done. And I've been what they've been now for how many? You know, for certainly, you know, the last ten years with no playoff appearances and just you know one winning season. Coming off a of two and fourteen, may I add, he'd be going nuts. He'd be screaming. And what's going to happen when there's no people in the building? As it is, they can't sell the place out now. Who wants to go see this crap? Tell me. I mean, uh, how many more years it is. And this year, they could even lose more games with the extra game.
0: So you're saying you don't want to go on Halloween to see Mike White lead the Jets against the first place Bengals? Come on, Joe. Uh,
2: You know, I I just I'm just so disgusted. You know, I just as soon sit in my, my, my basement, my little museum I have downstairs and, uh, you know, put it on TV and just get aggravated because I, I. I- you know uh, why do I need to be there for this gr- for this garbage? They're giving us nothing. Why should I give them something? You know what I mean? I just I, I'm beyond myself. And let's be real, this head coach and this staff—they look like they they are over the heads. They look like these guys are well, they're clueless what they're doing out there. You know, this isn't Adam Gaze that we knew he was a terrible coach. This isn't you know the third year of Todd Bowles and we knew he was terrible. You know, this isn't what it is. This is that ch- these guys are five games into their jet career as coaches and they look like they have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. It really, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Joe, I think the last time we talked
1: to you on the podcast was right around the draft. I think we had you on, and you were excited about Salah. You thought, you know, you thought it was a good hire. I was. And you, you were pumped. What, no question, 100%. 100%. What's bothered you the most about him and the coaching staff? Just watching these first six games.
2: Well, first of all, like two games into it already, I was already getting the sense that this guy's much too nice a guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's no life on the sideline at all, and uh, you know, sometimes that's that's overrated. But I mean, he just looks like he's too nice. To that he's always talking about them making money and well, and that's great and all of that. But I mean, you know, how about some accountability here? How do you let what happened last week? I mean, you are not just ripping your team for what that effort was last week that they had two weeks to prepare for the Patriots. And this is not, I didn't see Tom Brady out there or Rob Gronkowski or Julian Edelman. You know, I didn't see any of these guys out there. Okay. And they still got, they got destroyed worse than they ever did by the Patriots. This was worse than the butt fumble. This was worse than the ghost game. This was the worst. I, I have to say this, this in the Belichick era, I can't think of, forget the 45-3 game they lost to when they lost in 2010, that Monday night game, because that game, that was a good football team. And they came back and, and beat them in that playoff game in a divisional round. That, forget that 45-3 game. This was the worst of any of the losses to Belichick that I can remember. I mean, this was this was just un, Unbelievable with two weeks to prepare. It's just unbelievable.
0: Has there been anything positive? Did, have you liked anything? Obviously, the Titans game from Zach Wilson. Other than that, he hasn't been great. Has he excited you? I like at all? Zach.
2: You know, I like Zach a lot. I think they really got something with this kid. This kid has tremendous escapability. Okay? I mean, there's no doubt about it. They don't use him right because, God forbid, they have a run-pass option. This kid can run. He never runs. Can I see the guy run? Even when he's got an open field to take off and run, he doesn't run. It, it makes me, that makes me crazy. I think the kid really has something. He's got a tremendous arm. He can make all the throws. Even Sunday before he got hurt, he made one of those Brett Bob underhand flip plays to Tyler Johnson for a first down. Then he got that, uh, right before he got hurt, he made an unbelievable throw. I think it was the Griffin, the tight end, at a real tight window going against the grain. The kid can make the throws. We saw him in the Titan game. There's no doubt the ability's there. I mean, you know, this, this kid's got some serious ability, but I'm very concerned about who's coaching him. Really? Do they know what they're doing? They're going to ruin this kid. And the kid's got something. There's no doubt in my mind. This is not Sam Donald. This is not Mark Sanchez. This guy has some real ability. There's no question about it.
1: Joe, how, how do you feel about Joe Douglas right now? Two years into this thing, he's kind of gotten. He's had a pretty long honeymoon here. He had a pass really in 2019 because he came in in June and McCagnan had really built that roster. Um, and then last year, I think most of the blame from from Jets fans went on Adam Gase for, for the two and fourteen, but. You know, now he has his coach, he's got his quarterback and, and the results still aren't there. How do you feel about Joe Douglas right now?
2: Well, I mean, I mean let, let's look at the drafts. I mean, Kai Beckton, the guy's hurt all the time. You know, I'm I'm tired of hearing this guy's Anthony Munoz. I mean, that guy never plays. He's he's out of shape. He never plays. I mean, give me a break about Becton. Denzel Mims, can they play the guy? Why can't this guy play? I mean, from what I see, he's got he shows me more in the limited time he's there and in the, the, the limited targets he gets. And Elijah Morris showed me to be very honest with you they don't even put him out he's not even out on the freaking field Zach definitely looks like he's got something the kid Vera tuckers played okay although he does, it would be nice if he didn't go downfield on on pass plays he's done that a couple of times but he actually looks like he might be okay Moore has been a complete disappointment as far as I'm concerned you know all we heard all, all oh my god Elijah Moore oh he, he's ripping it up in camp he's this that look out oh my god and the guy is, he's terrible i mean what has he done he dropped the third down pass. i know the game was over but he dropped the third down pass to get the Patriots. get him right in the hands he's running before he catches the ball i know he had that reverse for a touchdown but what has he done he's done nothing give me a break i, I so i mean look i like someone Corey davis looks like a, a real good player you know, Crowder is is good, but they're going to trade him. You know, he's gone. I mean, they got some. They got some guys on the outside. They got some receivers that can play. Michael Carter looks like a real good player. Although I'm, I'm tired of seeing Michael Carter up the middle on on fourth and one on two point conversions to start the game. I I'm tired of seeing that. But it looks like they got something with him. But I mean, so far the drafts. You know, I mean, look. I mean, to say the jury's out is being kind. We'll leave, we'll leave it that way. Being very kind.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know it's not even Halloween yet, Joe, and we're talking about draft stock and checking tankathon here every every day and seeing where right. the Jets stand. And they're going to get a high
2: draft choice again.
0: Are they going to be the top three losing, again. Yeah, Seattle losing too. With Geno Smith, our old friend, is uh, helping their yes. case for that pick as well. Uh, so no, no question do, do you, about it. Do you want to trade? Good to see. Off? By the way,
2: good to, Can I just can I just say this too? It's good to see Jamal Adams on a team that's two and five. Jamal, you got your money. I hope you're happy that you're still freaking losing. Okay, I hope you enjoyed in Seattle. Enjoy. Up there, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's, it. Not, he's sorry. Had, he's I, had to, I had to throw my shot at him in there.
0: No, you have to. I mean, for all the stuff he said, he's got yep. to get a shot. Two and back. five,
2: Jamal. Super Bowl's <laughs> far away, my man. Go ahead. Sorry, go.
0: Although Russell Wilson's coming back soon, we'll see if they uh, they would have well, to go. Well, yeah, go
2: right. but they're not a Super Bowl. They're not going to Super Bowl. Yeah, they're not worried to, about they that. They have to go on a hell of a run. Do
0: you, so you're in the you're in the business of all right. Let's trade off Crowder. Let's trade off May and stock up for next year here before the trade deadline.
2: I'm not really in that business. I like Crowder. He's a pro. He's a real good player. Marcus May, I'm not so sure about him. I don't know what his deal is. I mean, what has he really done? What's so good about him? I mean, I'm not exactly like closing my eyes and thinking Marcus May. Let's see. Marcus May, Ronnie Lott, Larry Wilson. You know, I'm like, I'm not thinking like Hall of Fame safety. Troy Palomalo, Ed Reed. They don't come to mind with Marcus May, you know what I mean? A
1: Larry Wildcat Wilson reference, Jake. You don't get that from everybody. That's why we that's why we have Joe on.
2: Look, I saw Larry Wilson, number eight. He was a great player. Once, once got a, Once played a game with two broken hands and actually got an interception. interception so yeah. he was one of the great, yeah, one of the great safeties of all time. You weren't born yet, but that one of the great safeties I've of all time. I've seen his
1: films. I've seen his films. I, I love watching some of the film of him. And maybe the Jets need to sign him, Joe, because the Jets right now don't have broken hands, but they have zero interceptions this season unbelievable
2: it seems hard to do i don't know i don't know what i don't know what's more impressive zero interceptions or zero points in the first quarter i mean i don't know i mean i, I mean, you tell me which one I mean, and, and, and you know, Brian, I've yelled about this for years, about the lack of take uh, takeaways by the defense. No matter who the, who the coordinator was, who the coach was, they never take the ball away. Never. I mean, never. Quincy Williams, who looks like he's you know, a good player, he had that big game against Tennessee. I haven't seen him since. But th- there was a ball that hit him in the hands, that, you know, pretty much hit him in the hands on Sunday. He didn't catch it, of course. Why would he? If somebody's got to tell the Jets that you can actually catch the ball if you're the defense from the other team. You can do that. It's legal. <laughs> I'm beyond disgusted guys. I am, you know, look, I've been a jet fan since 1965. When does this garbage end? When do we get somebody when do we get a professional football team in here? Forget about a super bowl. I know I'm never seeing that again. Thank God I saw the one I did. Thank you, Lord, that I was alive for that. Even though I couldn't as a fifteen year old, you know, there's no way I appreciated that as much as I would certainly appreciate one now. But you know, with that said, uh when does this team at least look like a professional football team? Forget about, you know, uh, you know, winning a super bowl.
0: Yeah. I mean, Joe, the the Jets have are unwatchable. The Mets can't find a team president. What's going on with our with our Mets and Jets. It's a it's a sad state of affairs.
2: Don't get me started on the Thank God they got rid of Rojas, and it's time to get rid of Alderson too. I've had enough of him. Get him. I want him away from the franchise. Uh, you know, I don't want any more. Uh, thank God Billy Bean's not coming here. I don't want any more small market people. I want somebody that's coming here to spend money. That's what I want with the Mets. I want to see them resign Javier Baez. It would be nice if they went after a guy like Carlos Correa. I'm tired of it. They gave that ridiculous contract to Lindor, one of the biggest mistakes they've ever made, that you give this guy 10 years, you gave him 10 years. uh, Give me a break. Let me see the guy do something as a Met before I'm giving him 10 years. And the Mets haven't exactly had the great luck getting second baseman from the Guardians, okay? The Guardians, Guardians. how ridiculous is that? (laughs) Don't even get me going. You know, Carlos Baiga, Roberto Alomar, two of the biggest stiffs the Mets ever had. And now we got this guy Lindor. He had a wonderful year. Thumbs down to Lindor. Great.
1: <laughs> Joe, I'm curious. You know, I wasn't around for the seventies. I was born in nineteen seventy six. So I-, I missed the seventies with the God champs. bless you. That was a
2: good year. Seventy six was what a great year that was. where we go? I think it was three. That was the last Green year at a fourteen game schedule. That was whole. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh the whole oh my God. But like <laughs> Namus was still there. We had Ed Marinaro too on that team. He was great. Wow. He's a great actor, better great actor than a football player. But oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I've on.
1: heard I've you know, you you heard about the seventies for years and years, how terrible the seventies were right. in this town yes. for both yes. teams, you know, and that was kind of legendary. Yes. Is this period of time worse with the Jets this last decade than the seventies?
2: Is it worse? Uh, You know what? It's it's hard to say. You know why it is worse? Because in the 70s, at least, you know, I was coming, you know, it it wasn't that far removed from winning the Super Bowl and being, you know, being in a, you know, winning the division in 69. Things started to get better once War Michaels came in. You know, they had a couple eight and eight years in there and you started to see, you know, that they were were on their way to to going somewhere. Right now, they're nowhere. And now we have, and this is, this is our third coaching staff since Rex, and God God, do I wish Rex Ryan was coaching his team. Oh, my God, Rex. I, they, I would, I, I can't tell you what I would do to get Rex back as his coach. Rex is the coach. Tannenbaum back as the GM. You could bring Schottenheimer back. You could bring Paul Hackett back. If, I, mean, wow. I mean, what's going on now? That's how bad it is. Right. That's how bad it is. I would I would take Rex Ryan back in a nanosecond coaching this football team. At least I knew I was going to get a professional football team out there and I had a, a a guy who was the face of the franchise and he took no prisoners, you know, it was all about it was all about Rex was there to win. You know, there was no doubt about it. Rex was there to win and and that's the bottom line. I mean, he made some mistakes. I didn't like the way they handled Sanchez, you know, no question you should never played him in that dumb stupid ball. And he was never really coached right. You know, Rex was all about the defense. But still, I would take Rex in a second back as the coach of his team. But just going back to the question you asked me, I mean, where are they? They got a brand new coaching staff, brand new coaching staff. And these guys look like they look worse than Adam Gaze. This looks like I never saw as bad as Gaze was. And you could give me some, you know, the ghost game, whatever you want to get. As bad as Gaze was, nothing that I have seen was worse than what I saw Sunday. Coming off a, a bye week that you had two weeks to prepare and that this team did not show up for this game. I mean, and what's happened to this defense? Let me, here's another guy I want to get on. John Franklin Myers. Love the guy. Okay. Then they paid him. Ah, That was it. Since then, he's been in the witness protection program. Where the hell has he been? Has he made a tackle? Has he got within 20 feet of the quarterback since they paid him the big money? Really? I have to throw that in there very aggravated with him, too. Right? Cool. What has he done since they paid him? No, yeah, they He haven't. did nothing in the Atlanta game. And let me go back to the Atlanta game for a second, though, because this really, really got me really started on the defense. This was so typical of the Jet defense. We saw this with Rex, too. Terrible Atlanta, right? They're down 20-3, 17 nothing. They come back in the game 20-17. Seven minutes to the go. They're only down a field goal. They could win this game. They win. Nah. Nah. The defense. Let Ryan go 75 yards first place. 40 yards for this kid. How good is he? You know, for about 40-something yards They hit a third and thirteen for a first down, and before you know it, they're in the end zone for the touchdown that basically ends the game. Typical Jets. Typical. It's typical.
0: Same old Jets. It's yeah, the pass rush. Same old,
2: same old. old. It never ends. It never. When does it end, Brian? Jake? When does this end? (laughs) When do I get a real football team? When? When can I wear my jet gear without feeling like you know? I I mean, come on. Like I'm walking down the street with a MAGA hat, somebody's gonna attack me. (laughs) I mean. uh, I mean, what what the hell is going on here? And then the owner comes out. Oh, I love, oh it's so good. it was so good getting it up the rear end from Belichick again. I so enjoyed it. I mean, come on.
0: <sighs>
2: Woody, go back to London. Go back. Go. That's the other thing. Too. We need a real owner. We need an owner in here that cares about winning football games, that cares about winning a championship. And obviously, we don't have that. Obviously, you don't
0: believe the Johnson family that you don't think they want to win a championship.
2: No, I don't think they care. I think they're in it for the money. I think it's all about that. I mean, you know, let me sell a PSL. I mean, I don't know how you're going to sell anything when when it seems terrible, when, when you know, it's not even Halloween and your season's over. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just it's it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just a disgrace. And like I said, the one thing I do like is the quarterback. But this kid is in a situation where the coaching is terrible. Do I want these guys coaching this kid? Because uh, right now, what I've seen, I absolutely don't.
0: Did you catch Andrew Catalan's Oh, the Pain reference on sun- Sunday?
2: I Pan. did. You know what? It's funny. I think I I, I, I missed the play because I, I, I cut out a little bit. I was actually went over there. I watched the list that I couldn't take anymore. I watched a little bit of the Giant. Camp. I forget what the score was. It was probably... 47 13, whatever the hell it was at that point. Uh, the great Ray Martel, my, my wonderful producer for many years, who, was a, who by the way, is a diehard Patriots fan. Okay, let me throw that in there. He actually uh, uh, sent it uh, uh, to my wife and she showed it to me. So I appreciate that. And oh, Andrew's a Jet. I'm pretty sure he's a Jet fan. And I could tell when he was calling the game that it was bothering him. You know, you, know, you, you, you could tell that he was like, Really? Really? Is this what this is? You can see that even he, even though he did it professionally, you got the sense that he was very aggravated. So... And I appreciate Andrew, you know, uh, uh throwing my uh my old pain out there.
1: Speaking of O the Pain, Joe, tell us about the podcast.
2: Well, I mean, there's really not a heck of a lot to tell. I mean, you can catch it on Spotify. Uh it's every Monday night. My daughter Erin has done a brilliant job in, in putting all this together. My wife as well, you know, because please, I mean I you know, I have no this is told. I still have a flip phone. I mean, so you know, this is and I call it my smartphone for many reasons but but be that as it may uh yeah it's it's usually out by about eight o'clock every Monday night I actually do it Monday morning uh, Monday night it's out and we do it it's a, it's a half hour we do about 15 20 minutes on the Jets and then we go uh, you know a little bit around the league we get dispersed the different games and different thoughts about what's going on you know every week in the NFL so yeah and then yeah, like I said and if you're a jet fan you know and I'm not one to to, to promote myself but if you're a jet fan you really need to listen to this uh in my podcast cuz You know, I tell it like it is. It is. There is no political correctness involved in this whatsoever. I rip everybody that needs to be ripped, and God knows there's plenty of them. And uh, you know, pretty much that's the way it is. So every Monday night, about eight o'clock, the Joe Beningo Older Pain Podcast. If you're a Jet fan, you want to tune in. uh, It's on Spotify, and uh, you'll love it. You will. Yeah, you got to have you on. We got to get you on. Once we figure out how we can get calls in, (laughs) we got to get you on, Brian. Are you kidding me?
1: Absolutely, I miss talking to you, Joe, every week. Uh, You know, I have a lot of people email me. You say we I miss hearing you talk to Joe every week on the fan, so I'd be happy to talk to you. Right.
0: Joe, do you even do you I miss talking, I, do you even miss talking I... to Kaz? Because someone sent me a video too of you yelling at Kaz once. That was very funny. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I yelled at I yelled at I, I yelled at Brian many times. I took I took out my jet frustration on him. Not that he deserves it, but uh, you know a few a few times I was, some of the stuff he wrote that got me a little bit, but yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, he, that's the job. Costello's a good dude, man. I like Costello a lot. I really do. And he's still and he's still he's still part of the baseball writers association of America, aren't you? You're still doing that?
1: I am, Joe, but you actually it's funny I we got the email this week about the Hall of Fame. I think I'm going to give up my Hall of Fame vote this year. It's wow. been ten it's been ten years now since I, I left baseball. So I, I, I was gonna give it ten years. And um so I think this year I'll give up the vote.
2: Wow. And by the way, man. let me just let me let me let me let, before we even uh, let, me, let me throw a promotion in here for, for Jose Altuve, mm-hmm. who in my in my estimation is one of the greatest second basemen of all time. I mean, you know, in my and I look I didn't see Rogers Rodgers-Hornsby play, I missed him by about 10 years. You know, so I didn't see Jackie Robinson, I missed him by a year or so. So I didn't see these guys play, you know, I didn't see guys like you know Eddie Allen, Joe Gordon, I didn't see these guys play, but you know, I saw Joe Morgan, I saw Nellie Fox. Uh, I certainly saw, you know, Rock Carew, Ryan Sandberg. This guy is right there as one of the all-time greatest second basemen ever. He should be a, no doubt about it, first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, the holier than now baseball writers, I'm sure, will hold against him the cheating scandal. Oh, because he cheated. Oh, we can't. Oh, it's like I read something today. The Yankees can't sign Carlos Correa because he cheated. I mean, come on. So... Uh, I'm rooting for Houston. I want to see them all holding up that book, that cheated book, at the end when they're popping the champagne. I hope they come back and win this. But again, let me say, Jose Altuve, first ballot, no doubt about it, Hall of Famer, arguably the greatest second baseman of my lifetime. Wow.
0: wow. Yeah. Well, I think he's got uh, he's got to you- put up another five to seven years, I think, of this, but he's definitely uh, on he? the way.
2: I mean- yeah. uh, he's been pretty good, Jake. Uh, yeah, oh I
1: don't God. know. He's I don't know good. if he's in line oh, now. I think he needs six. at
0: least five more good he's years. Close. Yes, yeah, close. but
2: he will. That many?
1: You think Maybe he's three? That many? Maybe three, two to three. Three to five. He's pretty. I mean, if they win the World uh, Series
2: again, yeah. even if they don't, this guy's been five five straight NLCS, uh, ALCS, three World Series appearances. Come on. I think I think only Manny Ramirez has hit more postseason home runs than him. By the way, Manny should be in the Hall of Fame too. That's an, but that's for another. That's another. And I would put everybody in. Everybody goes in. I don't want to hear about steroids. The fact that Barry Bonds isn't in Hall of Fame is a joke. He's the greatest player I ever saw. And let me say this too about Roger Clemens. As much as I hate Roger, there's, me, there's very few people I hate more than Roger Clemens. I can't stand the guy. He, he, he's whatever you want to say negative about him. The guy's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what he did. Hall of Famer. I would put all these freaking guys in. Don't get me going. Every one of them. I agree. I
1: voted for all of them for all my years. I could vote for them.
2: You know, because I felt this is this is what makes you great, Brian. This is what makes you great. I'm,
1: I am fine with a designation on the plaque. That says, you know, Manny Ramirez was suspended for. Right. Like, it's a little trickier with with Bonds and Clemens. or they appeared in the Mitchell report? Whatever you want to do, like it, it's part of their it's part of their legacy. But like, I mean, John, with you, I I never saw a ball player like Barry Bonds, and like being in that yes, stadium that was... when he came to the bat, like there was fear in the other team when he came to bat, and it's it's a joke that he's not in the Hall of Fame.
2: Look, I saw Mickey Mantle, I saw Willie Mays, I saw Henry Aaron, I saw the great Roberto Clemente. I mean, we could go right on down the line. You know, I saw all the great players of the '60s. You know, whoever you want to throw at me, uh, this is the this is the most dominant offensive player ever, Barry Barnes. It's not to me. It's not even debatable. Not even debatable.
0: Speaking of Hall of Fame, a guy who might go to the Radio Hall of Fame who will be retiring uh, sometime this fall. He has announced is the Schmooze, Steve Summers. You have an ode to yeah. the schmooze. What What was your relationship with him, and
2: uh, what do you think about his retirement? Well, I mean, look, he's he's an old-timer at the fan. I mean, there's no question about it. He's, a, he's, a, he's an iconic figure, uh, an iconic figure who, again, probably never got the recognition he deserved internally to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think he ever did, uh, but that could be said for a lot of people. Uh, Nevertheless, um, we're all gone. Mike's gone. I'm gone. Chernoff's gone. John Minko's gone. uh, Tony Page is gone. That whole era, Steve's going to be gone. This whole era of people at the fan is gone. So he's clearly one of the all-time greats. He's he's an iconic figure in the history of uh, radio in New York. No doubt about it.
0: Has the podcast kind of filled your void of of not being on the fan and and kind of letting out your thoughts, at least for the third thirty minutes that you do?
2: Yeah, I mean look, I mean I can't say I really miss doing it. I'd be I'd be lying to you if I told you I missed it. I certainly don't miss going into Manhattan anymore. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't even, I cringe at the thought of, of the commute, you know, to do that again. But uh, yeah, I, do I miss it? Really, I don't. I, I'd be lying to you if I told you I did. I'm doing the podcast more just to, because of the Jets and my Jet, you know, uh, my my all my all my good Jet fan buddies who have been so loyal to this franchise and have gotten hosed uh, for so many years now, especially the guys who are younger than me that did not see the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I feel bad for me, but I even feel worse for them because they've had nothing but garbage basically for 30, 40 years now. Well, you got the
0: podcast, Oh, the Pain, and golf too. I told JJ to call you last week. I think you were busy, but to come out to Dick Barnett Foundation uh, golf event, but how's your golf game been?
2: Uh, you know what? I've, I've certainly gotten a lot better. I mean, I'm playing a lot. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I play a lot. I got my great golf partner, which is my wife, who's also a very good golfer, much better than she realizes she is. I tell her that all the time. Not bad. I got my second hole in one this year. Oh. Which was uh, which was to actually have two holes in one, amazingly enough, which just tells you if you play enough and you throw enough against the wall, you get lucky every now and then. But uh, I, I do have a couple of those, and I'm happy about that. Uh, I've had a good year. I'm, I'm playing probably the best golf, the most consistent golf I've played. But I think a lot of it has to do with because, you know, when you're playing three, four, or five days a week, yeah, uh, You should get better. Let's put it that way. I actually broke 90 a couple times as well this year, so that's been a big deal for me as well.
0: I played 18 holes for the first two times in my life the past couple of weeks, and I'm like hooked now. I'm not very good, but golf is just so relaxing. and such a fun sport, riding the cart around, having a few brews. It's uh, on a beautiful day. There's not many better things to do.
2: I, I want. I wish I was playing this game when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, instead of wasting all that time because I played a lot of basketball when I was a kid, but I had basketball forever. You know, until I, uh, I, you know, basically just couldn't do it anymore on any kind. You know, I couldn't couldn't run anymore and all that. Now I got two new hips because of it and all that. But I wish I was playing golf when I was you know ten years old and I didn't start playing it until I was like forty seven. Like I always say, I'm playing like twenty years now and it took me twenty years to get bad. So that's <laughs> that's about where I'm at now with golf. But 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 no, but I'm I you know look I hold my own now. Uh, like I said, I've broken ninety a couple times. One thing I've learned though is every day is a new day. Just because you had a good day yesterday doesn't mean you're gonna play well today. I'll look like I'm a real golfer for for eight nine holes, and then I'll look like I never played for the next nine. That happens too. But uh, you gotta you gotta put it in. You gotta you just gotta tell yourself that every day is a new day, and not get so crazy when you hit that bad shot or that three putt that makes you nuts.
0: Oh yeah, Kaz, we gotta get you out on the golf course sometime. You're not you've never golfed, right? No,
1: I never golfed. That's not a yeah. that's no not Brian. You problem. don't play it. Oh. No, I've never played hey, You play, Brian doesn't play. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I just started, but yeah. I play, I play mini
1: golf with the kids. That's about it.
2: <laughs> Is that what you do? Yeah. Well, you're young yet. What, you're like 40 now? 45. Oh, yeah, you go. said you're 45, born in yeah. 45,
1: so not that young. Oh, my God. Not that young, bro.
2: Well, what would I? What would I? Let me tell you right now, there will be a day when you will look back and say, you know what? I think I would like to be 45 forever. <laughs> and I could tell you right now, if if you told me I could be 45 for the rest of my life, I'm in. Tell you right now, that's a good number. 45 is a good number, Brian. Real good. I think that's the amount of head coaches we've had in the last 10 <laughs> years. Too. <I> think Brian, <laughs> and quarterbacks. Just think about this. Just think about this. Just since 2000 alone. Let's see, Al Groh. I can't stand it. I Couldn't wait to go to Virginia, Al grow. Herman Edwards who by the way took us to the playoffs more than any coach in the history of the franchise three times Herman Edwards Eric Mangini Rex Ryan Todd Bowles Adam Gaze Robert Salah that's twenty-one years, and that's what we've got. That's un- its mind-boggling. Up, and this guy is, looks like he's on his way out. Of, is going to be fast-track out the door too. Let's be real—the way he's going right now.
0: Yeah, it is not pretty. Let's hope uh, Joe Flacco and Mike White could turn him around here for the next month.
2: Well, I would, let, let me let me say this about White—I would play White. I mean, I'm I, I'm glad they signed Flacco. You need a veteran backup, but I would play. I want to see what this kid is. I mean, they're not winning games anyway. I actually like what I saw from him until he threw that pass over Ryan Griffin's head and he got picked off by this guy, Duggar. I don't know where he found this guy, Bill, but he's another guy. But anyway, uh, right up until then, I, I thought he actually looked okay. I mean, it, he's got to be the only Jet quarterback ever to throw a touchdown pass on his first pass of his career. They, they, he has to be. There can't be a lot of guys in the history of the NFL that can make that statement.
0: That's true. That's yeah. a good point. Hold that to his grave. Joe Beningo could download the Oh The Pain podcast, othepainpodcast.com. Oh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and tune into his thoughts every Monday night. Get the show, Joe. Great to uh, catch up with you. You know, I did the last time we had you on. I might not make you do it, but if you want to, you can. You said next time you come on, you would sing for us. Uh, you know? Oh, really? Did I say that? You did say that. Wow. The Frank Sinatra or the, one of your favorite artists of that time. The
2: summer wind you comes rolling in from across the sea, lingers there and touched your hair. And calls to me all summer long. We sang a song and then we strolled that golden sand. Two sweethearts and the summer wind. Can I stop there? You want me to keep going? Are we really, done now? You don't get that on every podcast. You like that? Yeah. I love it, bro. I love you know, it, bro. I, We're you know, do I don't karaoke do, I don't do The autumn wind and the winter wind, they've come and gone. And still those days, those lonely days, they go on and on. And guess who sighs his lullabies on nights that never end? My fickle friend, the summer wind, warm summer wind. Is that enough? Let's go, Joe B on the (laughs) mic. Let's go. (laughs) Only for you. That's only perfect. for you guys would I do this. Only okay. on the gangs
0: all here. We love it, Joe. We love you. We appreciate
2: so, it. Uh, only on the gangs all here. And I don't even have my jet gear on. I, 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 I'm out today. My wife had to go to the dentist, so I'm in a car. She just got in the car for done with her appointment. She's sitting here dying that I'm singing. <laughs> She's very, let, me, let me just say this. No, but my wife is, you, you have no idea how I am. See, people don't know this about me, and I don't want to you know, go into it too much, but I'm a big music guy. You know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, like, I know I'm, I'm into a lot of it. And there's a there's hundreds, probably more than that, of songs that I could probably sing the entire song of. And, and and my wife, I make her nuts when I start. Like, I'll even be on the golf course and I'll start, she'll say something. And then I'll immediately think of a line from a song and start singing that song to her. And she gets very, very, you know, not aggravated, but like, Joe, enough, okay? Can you stop now? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, so, you, you told us that do do last that time. You said
0: if you didn't do radio, Did you, might have been, you said you might have been a singer or tried something in music. So, if
2: I could do, if I, if I if there was one thing I could do, it wouldn't be like some great ball player or even some great golfer now that I'm so into golf, like I am. I would I would probably just want you know want to be a singer. Give me give me that, and I would I'd be good with that. You know. All right, well, That'd
0: be good. I'll, we'll take you out on the karaoke uh, course sometime with a couple of drinks and uh, see how you do.
2: Hey, I don't need the drinks, bro. I just go. You know what I mean? It's just like boom. Love and only for and only for you would I say only only for Costello and Jake. What Jake Brown? Is that the right name? Am I that, correct?
0: That's right. That is the name. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, Are <that's a> <laughs> yeah, you a big Jet fan or not? I am. Hey, are I you am. a Jet
0: fan? Mets, Jets, Knicks. Yes haven't I mean, you
2: had enough of this yeah <laughs> the Knicks look good the Knicks look good
0: yeah the I, Knicks do look good I know they're the one good thing right. right now about New York sports other than that it's it's pretty bleak
2: yeah, we'll yeah. unless you're a Yankee fan well even that the Yankee fans can't be too happy but how great is it that the Red Sox own them now oh my god And Aaron how, how, do, how the worm how the worm has turned how to how get the, the the curse of the Bambino has completely turned out the other way isn't that amazing yeah
0: uh, I'm enjoying it. I must say. I must say. Joe B. No, I, I,
2: I all all the love, bro. All the love. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. All right, guys. Hey, Brian, I'll be. T- thank you. I'll be in touch soon. All right, boy. All right. Thanks, Joe. Anytime. All right, Joe. Take care.
0: That'll say adios to episode 80, the Wayne Corbett edition. Shout out to the Hosta pride of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me out in producing the show. Make sure you give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Please just search for Gangs All Here. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back on Monday following the jets Bengals Halloween game at MetLife. Things might get scary. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you then.